ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Law Befica podcast, episode number 341. My name is Alfredo Fumasic with me tonight, and we've been having some fun pre-record. Mr. Cristiano Oliveira, that's in a very good mood today. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Tudo joia, pá. Tudo joia, toda beleza. Glad to be back, talking about our beautiful glutinos. Our beautiful glutinos. Dave de Oliveira is up in uh, Toronto. He's he also joins us like always. Dave's our stats man. If you uh, if you don't know that, I think by Dave's now. graduated. He's more. Dave's than graduated. Stats, Dave Dave's full like he's stats slash ghost. He's, he's everything. Say, Dave right? Dave's like the you know the, the handyman. And he's definitely the better looking of us three. He's like Andre Almeida. He's got the little. Uh, I was gonna say Andre Almeida. Okay, yeah. my mustache, and he fits every role if need be. Fantastic. That's job, right, um, Dave. How done. are you? Good to be back on tonight, uh, boys. Thanks uh, again. And uh, yeah, I don't know how much Benfica talk we were talking about earlier, but uh, yeah, now the the serious conversations uh, start well, up here. For those of you that are wondering, it was absolutely zero. That's why we were having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm, I hate to be a party pooper and to damp <laughs> put a damper on this this party. Uh, but uh, up on our menu tonight, so we will be re recapping Lyon, which seems like a well, it was a week ago, really, as we record this. Uh, no, it was on Wednesday. Sorry about that. That was a week uh, ago. It was almost like a week. Yeah, when right. this comes out, it'll be a week ago. Lyon uh, for the Champions League also trip up north to play. Uh, can you say north or is that center? That's center. That we're definitely well, it's right. Still north. It's still north. North. North of Lisbon. So yeah. it's still north. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Tondela and uh, we'll uh, we'll look ahead to Portimonense, which happens tomorrow as we record this podcast. That's and south, for also, those of you that are wondering. Yeah, but uh, they're coming to the Luz. But Portimonense still south, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Riwav, which is north, uh, <laughs> on the weekend. And then Lyon on Tuesday. So three games which, here to recap. Which, uh, which is east. North, <laughs> Lyon's east. Northeast. Yeah. Northeast. <laughs> You know, those of you that are wondering, thanks for tuning in, everybody. You never know what you're going to get with the Bifiga podcast. You may get a, a, a geography le a lesson, which sometimes may not even be correct, the geography <laughs> information that we give you. But if you say it loud enough, people will believe you. That's right. So or say it confidently. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, here we are. Let's uh, let's see if we could try to remember uh, this uh, Leon game. Uh, I know that, uh, as I mentioned, almost a week ago. Uh, and if there's anything memorable about that game is the fact that Benfica got the three points, the first three points of the, this uh, group stage of the Champions League um, against the team that we predicted would give us some difficulties, but it didn't turn out to be. Let me give you the lineup, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the about the game. Vlaco Dimos was in goal. Uh, Tomás Tavares, Dias, Ferro, and Grimaldo across the back. Uh, Florentino and uh, Gabriel. Jetson. Uh, behind Sefero, Rafa, and Servi uh, on the wings. Uh, so um, Servi seems to be the guy for the Champions League. I don't know if you uh, if you remember uh, back uh, during the JJ days, he always used to play Andre Almeida 
in the Champions League. I don't know if you recall that. When Maxi was the starter, he always used to play uh, Andre Almeida. I don't even, I don't know. Look, I, I can certainly understand uh, why he plays Servi. It definitely isn't for his attacking prowess, uh, but definitely is a guy that could cover a lot of room and could track back and, and defend. So perhaps that's that's what we need. Uh, but look, uh, uh, Cristiano, we thought this Leon was going to give us difficulties. And it, it looked like the first half, Benfica came out strong. Obviously, we needed to get the three points in order to remain uh, alive in this competition, if you could call it that. Uh, but this Leon, very uh, this defense, this Leon defense, not very good. We were able to get up on the board uh, very early on, four minutes in. Uh, what did you think of this Leon team, man? I thought Leon was gonna come in and, and, and pose us some some problems, which I think they did. But to me, you mentioned how <clears throat> Benfica played better in the first half, and to me, this was a mirror, you know, a mirror image of the first game against Leipzig. First half, Benfica had the better of the play. And it seems like second half, the teams went into the locker room. They came out, you know, they oh, they felt things up. They felt Benfica and they, they realized that they could do more. And I thought Lyon came out in the second half and they just, you know, took us behind the shed and gave us a big spanking. Mm. And, you know, fortunately, we got the ball to bounce our way uh, on both goals, to be to be um, to be honest with with everyone. Uh, but um, look, the important thing is the three points, but it's, yeah. it's just it's it's getting very hard to watch. I used to look forward to coming here on the podcast. I used to look forward to the podcast. I used to look forward to the opportunity to share my opinion and just to get everyone else's opinion on on, on the on the games that Benfica just played in whatever competition it may be. And now I, I dislike coming on a podcast because I try to forget about these 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 terrible games and I have to remember uh, everything for a whole week. I can't get it out of my system because I have to come on here in the podcast and speak about it. So it's very frustrating. But nonetheless, um, that's why we're here, right? To speak about the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, things aren't pretty. Um, I try to forget about it as much as possible, <laughs> to, to be honest. But there's just, um, you know, certain things about the games that we can't get over. It just seems like this team has forgotten how to play football, uh, no matter if it's at home, no matter if it's on the road, no matter the opposition, if it's top quality opposition, if it's the lower, the monkles that we talk about all the time. It just, you know, with the exception of, uh, what is it? Cova de Piedad or whatever it was called. Uh, we struggle against it. And even them, I mean, the first half. Even was, there in the first half, it was exactly. brutal. Even in the first half was brutal. And it just seems like this team is having a difficult time putting good games together. You know, we played in three different competitions. We got three W's, which is important at the end of the day. Ultimately, the important thing is the W's. Um, but it just, as a fan, a guy that sits there and doesn't miss a minute, it's very hard, man. It's just, it's really hard to watch nowadays. And Dave, uh, Rafa's goal in the fourth minute, a milestone for uh, for Benfica. Yeah, well, it was their third fastest goal in the Champions League competition. Uh, only Guy Ten's uh, goal in the second minute back in 2015 against Galatasaray and uh, Juricic in uh, 2013 in the fourth minute against uh, Anderlecht in 2013 were faster. But uh, it was also Rafa's first goal uh, in Champions League competition as well. And there was also another milestone. That this one took a while to, to, for us to accomplish, which is becoming the 15th, if I'm not mistaken, a win to get 200 victories in the Champions League football. Um, so that was that was something or European competition. It took whatever. us a while, yeah. yeah. It took us a while. I, I think it was Champions League. It took us a while to, to get to that milestone, but nonetheless, it was good to see uh, Benfica hang in there and then you know get that fortuitous bounce and PZ say what you want. I know I'm the first guy to crack on PZ every chance I get, but say what you want. Uh, you know, everyone's looking at it as as Anthony Lopes giving them 
you know, putting the ball on the platform, <laughs> but it still takes some ability to get the ball on target first touch. So credit to PZ for doing that, uh, and, which gave us the important three points in the group stage. Uh, just because, look, man, it, 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 it was getting ugly. It was getting real ugly. Our, comp- our performances are, you know, in the Champions League with so many games going on without getting Ws. And so, Fortunately, Benfica scored two goals at home for the first time in God since God knows how long in the competition. It's just a bunch of milestones that Benfica was breaking this past <laughs> weekend. Uh, but that was to do, you know, with our drought in the competition over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I got a theory about that whole Anthony Lopes thing because you know how Anthony Lopes used to be called to the national team. Now apparently he's he's kind of renounced the national team. He's he back, doesn't he's get back. He's, he's back. back so what, what reminded me is that because Anthony Lopes is not the starter for the national team so usually when the, the the b players or the the bench players play the main team so he's is on the same team as him so maybe it was a build out he was trying to build out using pizzi in the midfield and he didn't realize that pizzi was on the other I'll side i'll give you another one and i like this one better it's conspiracy i like this one better as we all know before the game prior to the game a big interview came out that anthony lopes and his whole family have always been portistas So Anthony Lopes understood the significance of this victory for Benfica and Portugal overall in in the coefficient that he gave the ball to Pizzi for Pizzi to score. So therefore, Benfica wins. They overtake Russia and it guaranteed Porto will be in second place. Automatic entry to the Champions League in two years because they know they're going to come in second place. Look at that. So what do you think? I think that one's more. Dave, you got a theory on this goal too? (laughs) No, I I before finding out that he was Portisha, I thought it would have been he was giving Portugal a hand, but I guess that ties in uh, to the the coefficient like uh, Cristiano was talking about because Benfica, uh, with Benfica win and the Zenit loss, Portugal did pass uh, Russia to move into uh, six in the coefficient. So for now, for not, now, not only is he a Portista, but he's also uh, Portuguese at heart. Mr. Anthony Lopes, merci beaucoup, Mr. Anthony. Yeah, so uh, very, very lucky to get the three points. I know Bruno yeah. Lodge was kissing his lucky stars. <laughs> Pizzi uh, gets his first goal in a competition, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, master. Yep, right in, in his 34th game in the co- in Champions League competition. So, you know, no yeah. Mancus in the Champions League. That's why he had to wait so long to uh, get his well, first goal. Shot, he get the shot. And it took, it took a, a beautiful pass from his backup goalie to hit him up, set him up. So credit to him. But look, it took some ability to get that on goal. I know uh, initially... When, uh, you know, I'm like, ah, here we go. But then no, I, I looked at the replay once again. I said, you know, it actually took some ability, some talent to get that ball on goal. First touch. A lot of other guys like picture, for example, Sferovic with that opportunity. That, yeah. sh- that shit hit in the corner. <laughs> so, you know, credit to Peasley and uh, credit to Benfica for hanging in there tough and getting the three points, even though it wasn't easy. Um, just frustrating to watch the team right now. Frustrating to see Sedevies at a world playing significant minutes in such an important competition. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, on the positive side, obviously it was the three points, but there's also some negativity to take away from this game, which is Rafa getting injured. It looks like now he'll be missing what three, four months with the, with an abductor injury, which is the same injury that Shikinu suffered and just came, uh, returned from. And then it seems like in the 11 or 12 minutes that that Raul de Tomas played, he picked up an injury because he wasn't available to play this weekend against Donnell. And we'll get into that game in just a minute. But so, you know, with some positives, there's also some negatives. Um, they want to blame it on the pitch. And that was a good time to get into that if you don't want to. If you know, talk about the pitch because yeah. I'm hearing a lot of excuses about the pitch. I'll let you guys get your thoughts we're, out because I have some strong, yeah, strong we're, words. We were gonna save that for after uh, time added on. 
because uh, we do plan on That's recording a time added on. Just some people was, that are watching this, yeah, don't watch that. Exactly. Um, and if you don't, you're dumb. But that's what you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, do you, do you want to get into sit, the situation with the? Well, let's let's wrap this up first, and then we'll we'll talk about the uh, the hey, pitch. You're the capitán. Uh, so Dave, you, you got a, a uh, an important stat here. Benfica didn't see, and this speaks of of the second half that Benfica had. Uh, Benfica didn't have a shot in the second half until the 84th minute. And uh, first time since April 2016 that Benfica has scored two goals at Luz in Champions League competition. So a uh, couple, uh, couple impressive stats there by, uh, by well, impressive. I don't know if it's impressive, but certainly uh, you know worth mentioning. If uh, if um, if I may add, let's get into the to the to the grass. Oh no, but do wait. You wrapped it up already. Yeah, I mean, is there something else to talk yeah, about? There, were, you got, were any of you guys surprised that Vinicius didn't get to start this, uh, considering he scored the two goals against a magnificent Cova de Piedad? Uh, <laughs> were you guys surprised that he didn't get to start uh, in the Champions League against uh, Lyon? From, from, <laughs> here's, the, here's the irony um, in this whole Vinicius thing, right? I read today, or, or I, I heard today, that Vinicius misses a lot of goals in practice and that is the reason why he's not getting more chances so let me get this straight. so from what it sounds like vinicius misses a lot of goals in practice but he scores them and he scores them in games sferovic i guess must bury 100 goals in practice killing them in practice and in the games it is what it is so why doesn't he just give it a swap just give it a try why not what you know Hey, I'm not the coach. I'm just I'm just a dumb guy that watches soccer on the weekends. No, you referee on the weekends. Uh, yeah, that too. But but yeah, when, whenever I get a chance, I no. Nah, but all jokes aside, I I actually thought I actually thought that there was a that there was a slim chance that uh, Vinicius would have gotten the start just because of the way he played. I did too, because of the way you know, not that he played great. I didn't think he played great by any stretch of the imagination, but he did get on a score sheet twice. And uh, sometimes that's enough uh, I to just, convince. I, here's what I what I think. Um, I think that Seferovic gets a lot of minutes because of his um, defensive work he puts in. For the same reason Servi does. Yeah. Because <laughs> they bust their behind, yeah. tracking back and putting pressure on the opposition. Yeah, but at some point, you need to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. You need to be able to create. That's just not going to be enough. And it shows right now. Fortunately for us, we're squeaking by with, you know, one goal victories, right? Two to one, one yeah. zero at Tondela. We'll get into that in a minute. But it's going to come a game where you play some opposition that's going to try to come out of their own half with the ball and playing. They're going to put pressure on. They're going to score. Just like we saw in that game against Lyon, for a perfect example. They played a magnificent, a magnificent second half. We were very lucky that we were level at one going into the 80-something minute when MPZ gets that lucky ball and yeah. puts it in the back. So, I mean. If we play a little bit better, but you know, the caliber of a team, these guys are gonna have to make the difference, man. And it just last year we saw Lodge come in and, and, and the team was revolutionized, right? Everyone just seemed to pick up their game. They took it to a whole nother level. And this season, it just seems like, bro, these guys are struggling to string five passes together. I mean, look at that game against Lyon. Go look back at the tape, Alfredo. I don't think I don't I'm it might sound stupid, but I don't think Benfica completed 20 passes in Lyon's half in the whole game. And I'm not talking about passes backwards. I'm talking about passes, you know, that actually had positive. a point positive, you know, that, 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 that made an impact on, and I just, it, it was hard to see. Benfica has no idea what they're doing up top. 
the 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 most surprising thing is that uh J jetson was uh was interviewed in a in a what's that the free zone what what's the make flash the, the mix zone and he said that the whole team played the played the hardest they could and it's just it's it's one of those things that leaves you scratch your head because the second half Benfica was practically non-existent if that's the case then it opens up a huge question which is then just that this team doesn't have enough talent on it yeah i mean because look but I, do you really believe because when you get a survey that, that was your best when you get a survey out there and survey's busting and you know what is limited i talk about this all the time ceilings and limitations and what but you know what you can get out of pz and what to expect there's gonna he's gonna hit there's gonna get come a point that that's it that's all you're gonna get out of them but then when you get guys like sferovic scored 30 goals last year throughout the season. Now this year he's struggling to, you know, to get to, to get in the back, to get a single goal in the back of the net. You get Raul Tomas who comes in for 20 million. The guy looks like he's never played soccer before. Vinicius, who's, you know, had put away some opportunities. As Dave said on last week's podcast, he was averaging a goal every 49 minutes or whatever. Then he scored two against um against uh de Piedad. So I'm pretty sure those numbers even, you know, they look better now. But all of a sudden it's like If you're trying your best and you're still struggling, then you're just not talented. This team is really, really lacking top talent. And look, the, the biggest thing for me, and, and I get what you're saying, but considering what we have seen from this team last year, certainly there's no lack of talent for this team, right? We They just haven't been able to get on the right page or, or get, you know, you know, you know, a car when a car stutters, It, it just it doesn't run as efficient. Yeah, as but you get a tune-up and you're right back in. in yeah, running. but that's that's what the team needs is a tune-up. Tune-up. So what do you suggest? Change the oil. God damn it! What do you suggest? I I don't know. I'm I, I mean, mean think about it. There's not ideas. Many, like look at the team that's playing now. There aren't many guys, with the exception of Sedevi. Now that all of a sudden becomes a key player in the Champions League, which is still unfathomable, right? What other changes are you going to make, Tomas Tavares? Look, okay, he's he might have, you know, he might have that ability to to become a better player than Andre Almeida, and that's why I was thinking, guys. That's why I slowed down because I was like, what I'm about to say is crazy. But right now, he's just not a better player than than Andre Almeida. Right now, he's not a better option, right? But he still gives you enough that can understand him playing. Andre Almeida has been having some physical problems, so I understand him playing. Servi, there's absolutely no understanding of why he's playing. Then you get a guy like Zivkovic who's yet to wear the shirt here, it seems like. Feja, who's on his way out the door, negotiated, you know, to, to, to throughout the whole summer, all of a sudden now starting in the Champions League. You just see changes after change that you're just like, what the hell's going on with this team? So when you're talking about an oil change, right? I'm not challenging you. I'm just asking you an honest question. What yeah. is it that you could, I mean, the drastic changes change the coach. You know, that's not going to happen. Players wise, this is what it is. <laughs> These guys that are playing is what you have. It's a million dollar question for sure. Why isn't Benfica playing the same way that they're playing that they played last year? Under the same coach with the same ideas, missing understandably. The easy missing, answer is missing missing uh, a very Jonas key player. And, and Juan Felix. Jonas wasn't even didn't didn't feature much last year, but <clears> Juan, and even Juan Felix. Juan Felix was in the second half of the season once Lash took over. But a good coach, yes, a good coach, and I'm not saying that Lash is not a good coach, 
has to be able to identify that there's been a change in personnel and he lacks a player with certain characteristics. And therefore, he has to change things to adapt to the players but here, that he has. Here it is. Here it is. And some people will that are listening to this be like, here we go with the negativity. And we're not, I'm not trying, look, I'm just talking about some weaknesses. I'm not trying to be negative. Look, uh, every team goes through the struggles, through their struggles and at some point in the season. And Benfica's going definitely through the struggle. But it goes, this brings it back to what, what Rui Gomes da Silva said, a guy that a lot of people can stand, but he said that that Lodge is answering to the people upstairs. He's making the changes that people are suggesting he makes, you know, and the not right? You know, some people are critical of that. Some people may believe, whatever the case may be. But fact of the matter is, whether you want to believe in that or not, this team has struggled since day one. This team beat Sporting 5 0, masked the performance. Beat Pastor Freira, master performance. Beat Valencia 2-0, master performance. Gets absolutely demolished at home by Football Club do Porto. And everybody just, you know, checked it off as, well, they had a bad performance. You know, it's okay to have one bad game. But the problem is we haven't played well in, a, in any one game this season. Yeah, and, and Laj finally admitted to that in today's conference, pregame conference, he admitted that he understands that the team is not going through a good moment and that they need to play better. He finally came out and he said that and he acknowledged that. So let's hope that this becomes a turning point uh, for what the team is about to to do. Um, again, uh, we could segue right into the Tondela game. The pitch. Uh, the <laughs> the pitch before before we, we get too far. The pitch. Um, segue to the pitch, which Mefica looks like they're going to replace the pitch. Yeah, I, I have detailed information. I was actually saving that for time added on. But uh, look, Laj said today that they identified the problem initially when Befica played Porto. And they're blaming the Jehovah's Witnesses. Huh? They're, not bl- they're not blaming the Jehovah's <laughs> Witnesses, but... Uh, and forget the Ed Sheeran thing because the, the, the grass was uh, was replaced after the Ed Sheeran thing. But they detected this, and I got this written down, but I don't have it in front of me, against Porto. Since then, uh-huh. okay, since then, Benfica has, has had a long break of, uh, of games where they could have replaced it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about a, a, a money-making machine here, Benfica. And if they don't, they can't identify that one of the tools that they need in order for the team to perform, in order for the players to be healthy, is the the, the pitch. And you don't want to spend the money on the pitch, uh, understanding that there's a problem way, way, way back. I mean, between uh, the, I'm sorry, I, I wrote this down that, but there was a time. And I, I'm gonna bring it up, man. I'm no, gonna bring right. it up. You but... can save. You can save it for later. What? I, I, I'll, I'll help you out on this. No, I'll, I don't want to no, no, hear. No. Look, me, I don't want to hear what you gotta say because what? what what's theory? They're gonna change the pitch on the away fields because they haven't okay. played shit on the road neither. Here's the thing, right? Lodge detected the problems against uh, Fikipe uh, of uh, a game which was 8:24. Mm-hmm. The next home game after that was on September 14th, so August 24th. To September 14th. Okay, that's fine. The next gap was after the Setubal game, uh, which was September 28th. And then we played Lyon on October 23rd. 
So right then and there, you had another gap, almost a whole month where you had a chance to replace the, the, the pitch. And look, there's no shame in replacing the pitch and realizing there's a mistake. There was a mistake here. They've already identified what the mistake was. Somebody forgot to, to turn on the water or some crap like that. And it ended up like that. Benfica makes enough money to be able to change the pitch. And I don't know what the cost is, but like certainly, certainly that is chump change for Benfica. Well, but, you know, worry not Benfica fans because Rui Costa... Antioch Pinto today went to Holland to, to observe some grass being grown. Hopefully, I know, the grass I know, we're thinking I, about in Amsterdam. I know a lot of people that go to Holland <laughs> not to observe the grass. Well, to observe it. They eat it, smoke it, inhale, whatever. So, But apparently, they went over there to take a look at this massive problem and to identify some grass that will be sustainable at the start of the lose. And hopefully, all of us will be under the influence when they're playing like shit on that pitch. And we'll all be happy. We'll all walk away smile. I think that's 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 what they're trying to do with But yeah, I mean, look. Once they start burning it up, <laughs> right now they're not burning anything up. I just... Anyway, but yeah, but we'll, we'll be discussing more about the the, the pitch situation in, in on time, time added, added on. on. Don't Baby, forget to uh, check time that out. Time eight oh nineteen. We've it's been such a long time that we've forgotten. Uh, turning our attention to this Tondela game. Uh, I'll give you the lineup and then we'll get into the game. Vlaco Dimas, uh, Almeida, Dias, Ferro, Grimaldo, Florentino and Gabriel, Pizzi and Servi. Tarap this time was behind Seferovic. And and look, to, to me, it's 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 apparent that teams seem to be finding a lot of success against Benfica when they play with uh, uh, a five-man defensive line or, or three center backs and then kind of two wing backs that when... Uh, when they defend, they close up. Uh, they close up the defensive line. So Benfica seems to have, have had a lot of struggles, and they had they found the struggles against uh, Tondela. The goal had to come from Ferro in the 19th minute off a corner kick, uh, and Benfica really didn't have uh, much positive play. They control possession because Tondela gave them the possession. Uh, oftentimes, uh, being too balanced forward and not being able to. Uh, performed uh, the right defensive transition to the point that Tondela actually had two very good, or maybe three very good chances uh, in the first half where the, the game could have been very well in their favor going into the locker room. Uh, and then uh, we see Chiquinho coming in for Tarapt, Tarapt, which was playing behind the forward, but Benfica just can't find a way to get to the, uh, get the ball to the guy in between lines, which is what Tarapt was trying to do. Uh, and be, he just struggled. You took Tarapta out of the game because now... Tarapta, Tarapta. Which, which one was it? <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, but it is just a, a situation where um, where Tarapta is, is taken out of the game and there's no... The adjustment from Laj comes in the way of Chiquinho and things did get a lot better. Befica has the first shot on goal in the second half in the 76th minute and it was Chiquinho and Chiquinho took the two shots in the second half the only yeah. two shots if I'm not mistaken at least until minute 94 yeah I think he took the first two shots it was just ugly and it, this it, team struggles to, to 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 get any cohesion no matter who's out on the field and it took a it takes a guy that's been out for the last three months to come in and and kind of make things look okay and this is a guy that <laughs> by the way Ruby Torre thought couldn't play on the team last year but that's another story for another day um It's just, bro, the, the team is struggling. No matter who's playing out there, Rafael, I mean, Gabriel, I should say, didn't have one of his better games. Um, 
Sferovic was non-existent. We were very lucky to get that corner. Who you say, uh, Rafael? Yeah. I said Gabriel. I'll put it back to Gabriel. I thought that Gabriel was actually one of the better ones. I thought he was he was he wasn't his regular self. I thought he was off on a lot of passes. I think whatever diet they got my boy Tarapton, they need to get Gabriel on because <laughs> Gabriel ever since he came back from his injury, just looks like he's slow and he's heavy. He needs to definitely no, he's no. Trust me, I saw it against against Lyon, bro. He's making it. The, he stopped. He's like, I'm not even gonna try. One of the guys he was chasing, he couldn't forget it. He's just slow footed. And look, they're just struggling. They're just no matter who who you're talking about, they're just struggling. And and, and it leads me to to ask a ton of questions. Obviously, you know, you want Florentino to play. You want Gabriel to play. You understand these guys are gonna play. But somebody's to play. But Gabriel, but Florentino doesn't give you anything. Going forward, and then therefore Gabriel Gabriel's left alone on an island, and then maybe that's the reason why he can't connect with the guy playing in between the. It's just because they're playing too far, you know, too too low on the pitch. It just, it just, I don't know, man. It just, I think it takes a brainiac. Maybe we need to get our boy Steve uh, to break down video. Maybe we could get some of that to Brun Lodge because it just right now is too many questions to answer. Um, and again, the the important thing here, ladies and gentlemen, let's not let's not forget. You know, it, it's the three points. The important thing is to get the three points. This is exactly what they did on the tough uh, pitch uh, in the center north. Center. Of, north of Lisbon, the center of Portugal. Saint at East. Um, and, you know, if he came over the three points, that that's obviously the positive. But Blanco Dimo saved us on back-to-back plays, a, a shot from Dino Senior, whatever his name is. Um I mean, then again, that was very, very, very lucky. That was straight at him. He just had to kick it. You know, he didn't even have to move his leg. He just hit him in the leg. And then a couple minutes later, Xavier, uh, a nice, you know, lefty that they have, nice crafty lefty, number seven, gets a shot on goal from a pass from that same striker. And and Blanco Dimas just gets his fingertips on it, deflects it out for a corner kick. Um, so yeah. they definitely had the better chances. I mean, which is, I mean, think about Tondela getting the better chances against Benfica. It's just right now it's a very ugly, a very ugly period of time that Benfica is going through, and hopefully they work out their kinks and they're able to to come back swinging. I don't know, man. Like I just scratch my head and I try to think about what it is that that that's really holding this team back, and, and maybe all these breaks with the national team once a month. It's it's I know I know because it, ha- it happens to every team. I get it, but maybe just not letting these guys get on the same page, the continuity. And, you know, because Benfica do have more internationals now than they've had in, you know, in in a a while. Right. And so a lot of these guys are going, they're coming in with their different philosophies and now they're coming back and then they're starting to juggle and they break up again because they got international duty. I don't know. I'm just trying to find some, I'm trying to come up with an excuse. Just like they came up with an excuse of the, of the pitch. I'm trying to come up with an excuse. Yeah. But, um, do you know, Actually, uh, Laj mentioned that if the team had been playing every four days, that perhaps they didn't they wouldn't have as many injuries as they have, which I understand because every time they come back from the national team, it's different type of work that you need to to do now to reactivate yourself to get back into the rhythm. I I totally get that. Dave, what did you think of this game, man? It was it was a uh, very boring, not nothing really exciting uh, happening. We did get that goal early, so we uh, could kind of rest and and don't didn't have uh, to wait for the last minute to get our goal. So nerves were a little bit intact, but other than that, it was a really boring game. And uh, I found myself even I was watching with uh, Portista, and uh, we were both saying it was a very boring game that uh, we were watching and 
like at the end of the day, we get the three points, but this, the style of soccer that we were playing, it uh, brings back bad memories of last season and seasons past when we uh, had that gymnastics teacher as our, our coach, but um, I'm, I'm grasping at uh, what's going on. I don't know uh, the answers. I don't know if it's, I know we had Gabriel out uh, at the beginning of the season and he was a key part of our midfield. He's back now. I don't know if he's back to his hundred percent um, fitness or up to uh, his top form. Now Rafa goes out. That's a key uh, part of our, our wing attack there. We've called him one of our da- most dangerous players. That's uh, another key weapon that we've uh, lost. Um, Shikingu is back. So hopefully um, he brings some more uh, attacking, uh, attacking minded uh, to this team here, but there's no creativity and it's very, um, very frustrating to watch. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Laj also mentioned was that uh, since the sporting game, they haven't had a consistent 11 that they have fielded because injuries either by, or, by injuries or, or some options or suspension. So, or, I or, get that. or choosing to rest them yeah. for <laughs> Champions League football. And the, 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 no, the, it could be that. And some saying the, the options. But here's the thing, man. This team, this Benfica team, uh, last year under Lodge, this is a team that goes after the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth uh, goal. And in the second half, Benfica clearly lost intensity. And I know that they played on Wednesday, and, and maybe that had something to do with it. But this is a team that usually goes after goals to put the game away. So then they can rest after they score those goals. And this is, it, it, as they've mentioned, it's reminiscent as, uh, as tam- Tambor with the Bombo. That's a Tambor. Bombo. Oh, Rui Bombo. And, and I don't want to, you know, I hate well, to make Well, that's the thing. The Maybe they're sabotaging the coach because they see the tremendous job that George Jesus is doing in Flamingo and they yeah, want to like, Oh, no, because he's shit. Story for another day. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So um, that's uh, that's it on the Tondela. Now we got uh, <sighs> November comes fast and furious. Dave, Come back to dancers, but. <laughs> oh, Tondela. Oh, uh, Dave, what do we got uh, going on in. Um, in November, as far as schedule wise, before we get into these next uh, domestic games, yeah. So uh, Saturday, November second, we've got uh, Rio Ave at home. Uh, then followed by on uh, Tuesday, November fifth, we travel to France to play Lyon in the Champions League. Then go and play Santa Clara in the Azores on uh, November ninth. Uh, then we have the international break. We come back. Uh, on the 24th of November to play uh, Vizela in the fourth round of the Tasa de Liga, or no, Tasa Portugal. Uh, then the 27th, we travel to uh, Leipzig and then wrap up the month against somebody to me. Yeah, it's quite a, quite a busy schedule. So I don't think uh, that Lage is going to be able to use the excuse of not playing uh, frequent enough. Um, this time around and look hopefully the team will use uh, this time and this hectic schedule to get some momentum certainly I enjoyed seeing Chiquinho uh, come back Mm -hmm. he's he's a guy that gives you another option and multiple definitely gives you another option and is a is a guy that could play multiple positions as you mentioned Uh, so it's it's encouraging to see that especially with Rafa uh, going down and really not finding something to click Pizzi seems to have gone, I don't know where, on vacation, honeymoon. 
uh, maternity leave, whatever. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, PT's gone. He was a guy that's been scoring all the goals. Uh, he's a guy that we can count on for a little bit of uh, of uh, Monkey Magic. Uh, but he really hasn't been uh, himself. Yes, he's been scoring goals, but other, otherwise, whenever we play big games, he seems to disappear, as uh, we like to mention. I'm just concerned with uh, how they're going to get all that grass in from Amsterdam into Lisbon. You know, I hope they can get it all in in time for the next game. Yeah, um, obviously that's bothering. Me so, eleven two will be the last game that they play at home, and that's Riwav. And then after that, they're not back. So be at Stade Luge until the 30th, so if I'm not mistaken. That's when no, it might even be more. I think they uh, go to uh, Madeira to play Maritimo. So may, they have a whole month if they want to pl plant uh, grass. The they want to plant a garden in center field. They can do that, harvest the vegetables, and then put the grass in there as well. They got a long time to sort out their grass issues. Yeah. Um but uh, but before that, we still got to be subject to uh, play Protim Nes, which we play tomorrow as we record this. 8.15 local. Don't forget Portugal uh, uh, rewound their clocks, right? Is that is that what you're saying? They turned back their clocks. Yeah, so now it's all back. And now it's uh, it's uh, four hours. So uh, 8.15 local will be 4.15 here in the United States. Uh, East, Eastern when, Standard. What, that time. happened already? No, that's tomorrow. Oh, it happened? No. They roll back the clocks tomorrow? They, no, they rolled back the clock last Saturday. That's what I asked. And you like tomorrow. I'm saying so I'm what I'm saying is when did they roll back the clock? So Sat the game's tomorrow. Saturday. So last Saturday they rolled back the so clock. So now they're okay. four four hours different. So Sunday's game was already Sunday's game was already four hours different. That's why it was at eleven o'clock. I didn't even know. Rather than twelve. I just figured it was eleven o'clock. I didn't even know. I didn't even think about that. There you go. So now we got three weeks before we roll back our clocks to catch up to them. Yeah. Dave, what's Portimonense up to this uh, this season? Uh, this, yeah, we we changed our clocks this this weekend coming oh. up. It's three weeks, bro. No, we're usually a couple of weeks uh, after. Bro, on this podcast, you, Maybe lose, in you Canada. learn everything, yo. You learn everything on this Maybe podcast. Maybe in Canada because you guys still follow uh, our Ma Majesty's thoughts. Uh, the metric system. Dave, what's um, Yeah, Portimonense this season, they're in uh, 15th uh, place. Uh, <laughs> Six, well, let me see here. You got me all confused here with the daylight savings time. 16th place with one win, three draws, four losses. Uh, not in their top form uh, recently in their last nine games across all competitions. They've only got one win, three draws, and uh, five losses. So uh, they did give us some trouble last season. Uh, we did lose to them, uh, which ended up being uh, Rui Vitoria's last game That's in right. charge of this uh, team. So... Uh, they did have some success against us last season, and uh, they they do have some ties to the uh, club up north. Uh, so uh, they always play us uh, strong and uh, difficult, but uh, it, the game is at least at home uh, tomorrow. Dave, November 3rd. So I was right. Yeah, it's this, this weekend. I was right this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but then the other one, when you go forward, that's when it's like three hour, three weeks. Okay, I know, I know one of them's three weeks. Yeah. I knew one of them's three for sure. Weeks. I just couldn't tell which. So one. still the the Riwav game, which comes up on Saturday at six p.m. local, it's still four hours difference because they don't change the clocks until Saturday into Sunday. Uh, what's uh, what's uh, Riwav uh, up to, Dave? Do you have that? 
Yeah, I do here. Riwav uh, is currently in ninth uh, position with uh, three wins, two draws, and three losses. And they're managed by uh, Carlos, uh, Carlos Carvajal, uh, who had some uh, Premier League uh, experience. Uh, so he's uh, got the team clicking uh, pretty good this year so far. Yeah, put all the meat on the barbecue. Um, but yeah, look, look, a uh, couple complicated games. Certainly, the pitch at uh, Stade de Luge uh, is not gonna it's not gonna help the situation. Portimonense is is down below, but they always play as hard. And as Dave mentioned, there's, there's that link, as Christian just mentioned. There's that link. I know that they don't have Nakajima. Um, How could they have him? Porto got him on the cheek. That's right. Uh, but they do have other players uh, that that can make a difference, and and you never know because my boy Tabata, Paulinho's good. Yeah, they the, got a bunch of good players. The way Benfica has been playing, uh, they're not really rolling over people. No, and and, and I think that that gives a chance, gives uh, a team the belief that they could get a good result at lose in any given Wednesday, right? Any given Wednesday, <laughs> and any given Sunday, Sunday, yeah, absolutely. So the way Benfica have been playing of late, it would not be surprised if a team like this, uh, playing at home, uh, no, Benfica's playing at home, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, playing at home, Benfica should, you know, obviously trounce a team like this. But the way they've been playing of late, it would not be surprised if anyone, you know, trips up Benfica and uh, makes things even worse. But hopefully, at the end of the day, we'll be talking about another three points, no matter the performance. But as Benfica says that we all we all hope that they uh, play much better and this team starts to tick and starts to to climb you know uh, climb back to where they belong. Um, the, the Benfica that we've grown accustomed to watching them under this Bruno Lage, which was pretty football, and right now there's nothing pretty about this besides yeah. three points. I'll be honest with you, the the Portimonense I'm okay with. The Rio Ave game is has me worried because we road. will we will be on a road against Carlos Carvalhal as uh, as uh, Dave mentioned. Who is a season coach? Who is a coach that has played well against the DL teams? And, and that uh, that Rewap game is also at home, though. Is oh, it? Also at home. Yeah, but was it's, it? You're right. Back to back home games. Didn't Bruno Lage coach under Carvalhal? Yes, he did. Yes. So they'll, they'll he coached know, at they'll Sheffield know, Wednesday. Yeah, they'll know each other very well, which is student I mean, against positive. student against coach teacher. Yep, student against teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that I'm to be honest with you, I'm uh, that is the one that I'm that I'm kind of on the fence about. If you know, if to uh, steal the expression of our of our good friends at Benfica FM in terms of pow, uh, I'm I'm pow mush on that one. I'm not full pow for sure. Is, for uh, is Quintron back there? No, he's still a free agent, right? I think he's still a free agent. <laughs> Quintron is catching fish in the Ria. I don't know. Anyway, uh, after that we got Lyon. Uh, which comes up on, on Tuesday. We will record the podcast on Wednesday. Let me ask you something real quick, uh, uh, Cristiano. We don't need to go into a whole uh, uh, preview of Lyon. But do you feel that Lyon, understanding what they were able to do against Benfica, especially in the second half at Stade Luge, do you think that Lyon will be confident that they could beat Benfica in Lyon? Yes, and not only that, I think new coach, uh, obviously, having just uh, had a coaching change two weeks ago, new coach will have the pressure to start winning games. Uh, players will know what to expect from Benfica playing at home. They'll be a little bit ticked off that they lost the game in a way that they did at the start of the lose. They'll be coming home and trying to, to gain some of that respect back. Uh, also trying to get some positive points on the board in order to try to get out of the group. So I expect a much different Lyon side at home and Benfica. 
definitely has to be ready for that. But right now, there's there's a couple more games to worry about prior to that. Uh, but yeah, I think things will be uh, much much tougher than what they were at the side of the loop. Cristiano, three games max points. So how many points do you see Benfica coming out of this uh, this trifecta? Sech, Sechi points. I'd be happy with Sech. Seven points, Dave. What do you Six think? Six points man? at the Liga Nords, one point on the road in the Champions League, and I'll be I'll be okay. I'll be content with that. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, it's got to be seven or no less than seven. Anything less than seven, we've got uh, serious issues here. Yeah, I hate to be negative. No, but but wait, it could, but there's a different seven because you get the three points in Lyon and it's still seven. And you tie in a campeonato and that'll be bad. Yeah. Seven, I'll be content, but it's got to be the two wins in the Liga Nords and tying in the champion. I can't have a slip up in, in, in the Liga Nords against Portimonense or Riva because, as we know, uh, the Portuguese league is not exactly the toughest league to play in and it'll be very... Uh, difficult for our opposition, our main rivals, with everybody in their pockets and, and everybody bought to, to drop points. I know we saw it last year, but last year it was a Benfica team, as we, sp we spent the first half hour of the podcast here speaking about, that they played at a much higher level. They were a totally different team than what they are this year. So to expect our team to make up an unsurmountable amount of points this year is, is totally uh, just, you know, cuckoo, you know, cuckoo thinking in our part. Yeah. As I mentioned, I don't want to be negative, but I have a really bad feeling against this Riwav team. Um, and I think that uh, we all we, we've often seen teams uh, almost being a Jekyll and Hyde in terms of what they do domestically and what they do uh, in Europe. And and Benfica has just been uh, not very good throughout both uh, domestically and in, in European competition. I, I, f I find it very hard for Benfica to go, uh, to to be able to go to Lyon and, and get the three points there, especially considering what they've been playing. Uh, I never wish Benfica to lose, and that's no, you know never. it's 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 not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that considering what we have seen, and especially in Europe with the rotation that we've had, and now considering that we're going uh, Wednesday, Saturday, and Tuesday, uh, considering that and considering that there'll undoubtedly be some rotation, I doubt that Benfica is going to be able to come out of Lyon with the three points. But hey, I could be wrong. Riwav is the one game that I'm really, really worried about um, uh, in this in this three game uh, run for Benfica. Dave, what did you did you mention seven points for you also? Yeah, I well, I said anything less than seven, we've got serious. Uh... Yeah problems but um I'm yeah well the the way that this team has has treated europe um they they're probably going to come out with their their strongest 11 for the Riuav and then use that leon game as a rotation because then after leon they've got uh only four four days rest where they got to travel uh back to the azores to play uh santa clara so yeah um then they have their breast their their rest for the uh, international break, but a lot of football within these next two weeks. Yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say uh, five points out of this three games. Man. One win, two draws. One win, two draws. Boys, that's five. That's how you get five. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> You're good man. We cover math. We cover geography on this podcast. I'm concerned about the we have. Uh, Look, Lyon, I think that it's fair to say that every Benfiquista 
hopes that Benfica does well in Europe, but the reality is that we haven't done well in Europe in the past three years. Yeah, realistically, we got lucky to get the three points at home. So to expect Absolutely. three points on the road, I think it's being a little Absolutely. bit too positive. And as Cristiano mentioned, Rudy Garcia taking over now with more time with the team under him, and also I think Leon feeling shortchanged uh, the fact that they lost the game the way they did at Luge. not to mention that Anthony Lopes is going to be looking for for uh, re uh, retribution uh, or revenge, if you if you will, or you know, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be very tough. Or he could look for Ruben Diaz and make his other national team partner look good because Rafa's out, so there's only one left. Ferro was in there for like a day. But yeah, but it has to be building out of the back. So it, it has to be one of one of the forwards. On a corner kick or on something. A, oh, on a corner kick, yeah. Instead of saying Mina, you'll just do <laughs> it. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's all we got uh, for this week. Um, at 10CO10, at Bifika Podcast, at uh, DO87DO is where you can find us all three on, on Twitter. At Talking to the uh, Doll. Is where you can find me. Um, BenficaBacast.com. Don't forget uh, our friends over at uh, Benfica Independent, uh, which we are part of. Benfica Independent, uh, dot com. Don't forget to check those out. Benfica FM, so on and so forth. And all, all the projects there. Benfica. Uh, all the all the projects that uh, are associated with that, and also the articles that are written there. And time so, added on, baby. Time Ooh, added on, which we'll be on. recording we'll be one tonight. If you ain't listening. Ooh, you're yep. missing. Yep. Missing it. <laughs> Next week we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll recap Portimonense, Riwav, and Lyon and look ahead to uh what Santa Clara? Santa Clara. And, After and, that, and, yeah. Santa Clara and then uh Vizela and, and I just, I just want to wish my boy uh George Jesus some 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 positive vibes, man. Oh, oh, oh do you could do it, bro. Quem voltar para o Benfica, só avisar, pá. Quem é que mandas? Tu? Não, mas uma boa ideia. Deixa eu estar, deixa eu estar. Bom mengão. Anyway, thanks a lot for checking us out. Talk to you again next week. See everyone.